the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Ron Geyer Roofing. The Bible describes events that will mark the last days or end times. 2 Timothy 3.1 says, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Matthew 24.44 tells us, Therefore you must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour when you do not expect Him. Bible teacher Ron Geyer leads us through Scripture that will help us to remain strong in the Lord. End Time Insights with Bible teacher Ron Geyer starts now. Hi, everybody. Ron Geyer, End Time Insights. Uh, It's a privilege once again to be here. I tell you, in the midst of all these uh, enhanced city regulations or state regulations uh, that are infringing upon our personal liberties, it's just great to be out and about and doing the work of the Lord. I would encourage you to call our governor, and I don't think it makes any difference whether you call the mayor or the county judge or not. They're setting their ways. They are confirmed socialists. They are not interested in conforming their wills to the Constitution. But I'm surprised at Governor Abbott allowing this stuff to take place with the forest mandates. That basically, I was driving around this morning, well, last week from when you're hearing this, and uh, the streets were empty again. And just the mask mandate, that has shut down our city again. And that's not right. We're not, like my pastor said last week, that's enough. Enough is enough. We're not going backwards. We're going forward. It's time we push back. And immediately, and that's one of the things we're going to talk about today, immediately, as soon as we decide we're going to go forward, Satan. The Bible says when you hear the word of God, Satan comes immediately to steal that word from you. Well, it didn't take him very long to come back. As soon as the city gets up and running, uh, here he comes again. This actual ploy did not work the last time, but they put it back. They dress it up, and now they've got it, and the governor caves in. I'm so disappointed, Mr. Abbott. All right, today's lesson is fear versus faith. Fear, the current dominant force in America today. And uh, as I quoted, uh, there are pastors that are beginning to push back. I know there are churches that are going to be open. Civil disobedience to this mandate for the mask, I support them 100%. It is unconstitutional. We cannot be intimidated by the agenda of those who wish to destroy our nation. I am so sorry. But fear versus faith is so important. And I want to keep this on a spiritual plane because so often, you know, Paul said that it was Romans, Romans 1. I read it yesterday. Paul was talking about the fact that he serves God with his spirit, and I love that. And he serves God with his spirit, and we in the church, we need to serve God with our spirits. And so often we find out that we are serving God carnally. And if you're trying to serve God in the flesh, if you are doing the things of the earth, the five cents realm, thinking that you're serving God, I've got news for you, you're not. The Bible says carnal wisdom, it's earthly, it's sensual, and at the end of the day, it's devilish. You are serving Satan. God is a spirit. Those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. We need to accent the things of the spirit. We need to see what's happening in America through the spirit of God. There's no other way to see it. If you do not choose to see what things happening in America through the spirit of God, then you're going to view things carnally and you're going to fall for the deception. You're going to live by fear and not by faith. You know, the Bible says that he that fears the Lord understands all things. I don't know everything, 
But I don't have a lot of questions about what's going on. I mean, I am aware of the time in which we live in. Jesus chastised the people in Matthew. He goes, man, you got to know. You know when the sun's red, you know it's going to be a hot day tomorrow. You know that when this happens with the cloud formations, you know it's going to rain. Sailors know this. Uh, Somebody was talking to my wife was watching a show and she was saying that the weather, that people, they look at animals and they can read what the weather's going to be like by the way the animals respond. You know, if the cows are standing up, it's not going to rain. If they're sitting down, it's going to rain. Simple stuff like that. But anyway, I wanted to explain to you, I want to give you the setting where we are in our in the world today. But as I'm an American, this stuff applies to us in America. I see the assault is mainly upon America. America, the last bastion of individual liberties in the earth today. And that's under assault because you will not have the implementation of the one world government by the Antichrist until America gets taken out of the way. And you will not have America destroyed until the church gets silenced. And so we need to look at all this stuff spiritually. But, you know, I love it. You know, outside of the 30 years when Jesus was born, 33 years, you know, the greatest time that this history has ever known, the greatest time in the history of the world was when Jesus was born. Man, the good news, good peace, peace on earth unto all men. The way back to God has been found by Jesus Christ. The greatest day in the history of the earth, the birth of the Savior of mankind. And then just a few years later, 33 years old, you see the death of Christ and the resurrection of Christ. Man, what a time to be living in. Unbelievable. But you notice, in the middle of those two great events, the greatest events that this earth has ever seen, you had tons of death, tons of persecution, tons of, uh, what's the word, violence, violent acts being committed in the name of religion against the people of God. And so that's kind of where we are right now. There are two things that are about to take place in the earth that are epic. You know, we throw that word around all the time, but we really don't understand it. But these things that are happening are epic. Number one, the removal of the church. The church is being prepared. The body of Christ is being perfected. We've got a great opportunity right now, just like they did during Jesus's day to promote the kingdom. But the one great event, the church is being prepared to be taken out of the world before the return of Christ. And the other event that's going to happen before the return of Christ is going to be the rise of the Antichrist. So these two things, they're being prepared for. They're being, you know, God's preparing his people. Satan's preparing his people. And you can look at this and you can see how God's people are being prepared. And then the lawlessness that's manifesting in the earth, the violence, the rage, the deception, all of that is a precursor to the ascension of the Antichrist to power. And both of these things are happening simultaneously. And it's amazing. You know, it's the classic battle, good versus evil. And yet we have to be aware of who we are and what our assignment is during this time. And I love it. I understand this. I know this because I walk in the fear of the Lord, because I read my Bible. So right now, the mouth of Satan produces fear. Well, conversely, there should be the church speaking faith, prophesying faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So I want to talk to you about this fear versus faith dynamic. What's going on? Basically, in America, fear is winning the battle. Church, we've been silenced. We've been stuck in the corner. Uh, A lot of them still haven't opened up. A lot of them are closing again, or they're going to require you to wear a mask. And it's amazing that it's the mask because they're trying to silence the mouth of righteousness. You'll notice all these people spewing forth the lies and the deception and everything. They're not limited. It's like Congress. They're making laws, but they're not following them. These laws are for you. But going back to this fear versus faith dynamic, 
I want you to see what's been going on. You know, the Bible talks about in First Peter 5, 8, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the adversary of the body of Christ, your adversary, the adversary of everybody, your uh, adversary of the devil, he goes about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And I think it's interesting because the way he devours people is with his mouth, as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He's not a roaring lion, but that word is a simile. He goes about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And it's that mouth that is shouting great abominations, great blasphemies, great lies and deception. And he's just not going around there just subtly doing things, although he's doing that too. But he's in our face. He is shouting at us and he is intimidating us. And if we will let him, he will devour us. Look at that. He goes about as a roaring lion, walking about, seeking whom he may devour. We've not been sober. The Bible says right there, we need to be sober. We need to be vigilant because this enemy is walking about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. We've not been sober. We have neglected vigilance. Peter warned us that our loud mouthed enemy was hunting us down. He goes about the earth. He's seeking whom he may devour. He's on the hunt. He's on the prowl. He's looking to see who will let him devour them. It's amazing. And yet we've not been diligent. We've not been sober. Peter warned us that he's coming. He's looking for us. Well, I'm here to announce today. Look no further, devil. You have found us. We are here. We are the church. We are the body of Christ. We are primed for battle. You may not deceive us. You may not devour us in the name of Jesus Christ. I proclaim to Satan and every demon walking the earth, you may no longer devour the saints of God through deception, through fear. We know in whom we have believed in and we are persuaded that he is able to keep those things which we have committed unto him against that day. That day is here, saints. You may no longer intimidate us with your big mouth, with your loud roaring. We've been reminded of who we are. We know whom we serve. We have recovered our weaponry, and we command you to flee in terror in the name of Jesus Christ. And, you know, we get an inspiration from the faith chapter, Hebrews 11, where these were people who accomplished great things in the face of great fear, great persecution, great tribulation. Just like the church of today, they went through this stuff. And yet they did great things and they got put in the Bible. Let's look at a couple of them so that we can be reminded that faith does work, that faith does have power. Hebrews 11, this is the faith chapter, Hebrews eleven thirty-one through 39. By faith, the harlot Rahab perished not with them that believed not when she had received the spies and peace. Remember, she gave them refuge. And what shall I say more for the time would found me to tell you of Gideon and of Barak and of Samson and of Jephthah, of David also and Samuel and of all the prophets. And you look at these people, Rahab, she was a harlot. Gideon was a coward. Uh, Barak, Samson, uh, he lost his anointing. He was moved by lust. David, a murderer and, you know, a man, an immoral man. And yet they made it into the Hall of Fame for Faith because they used faith when God needed them to do it. Look at this. Verse 33. Who through faith they subdued kingdoms. They wrought righteousness. They obtained promises. They stopped the mouth of lions. What was that? They stopped the mouth of lions. Well, look at that. I know that's referencing Daniel. And I understand that he stopped the mouth of lions. Now, in the book of Daniel, it says that there were angels there. And yet still we see that there was David, there was Daniel and other people that stabbed the mouth of lions. They were thrown into the lion's den and I guess often, hey, those lions couldn't do anything. 
Well, if they could stop the mouth of physical lions and they did not have the Spirit of God and they weren't a spiritual people like we are in the New Testament, we have the Holy Spirit of God living inside us, well, then we should be able to stop the mouth of the lion today. It's a spiritual truth today, but it was a carnal fact back in those days. But it, this lesson is written for us. And if they can stop the mouth of lions, we can stop the mouth of lions. And that's why I'm doing this lesson, faith versus fear. Because I'm going to tell you, as we push back, the number one thing that we have to do is we have to have a resurgence in the voice of faith. You know, fear, cowardice, there's got to be a resurgence in Bible preaching. Remember, faith comes by hearing and by hearing the word of God. Faith comes by hearing. You build your faith up by preaching the gospel. You build up your faith by speaking the word of God. You know, there are things, the number one spirit in America today, the strongest, loudest, noisiest, most intimidating spirit in the earth today is the spirit of fear. Well, I am going to combat that as a member of the body of Christ, but I'm going to use my faith to do it. But my faith has got to be used correctly. It has got to be used biblically. So often we're using our faith to uh, accumulate carnal things. I'm believing God for a new house. I'm believing God for a promotion, for a new job. I'm believing God for a new car. You know, I'm believing God for this. I'm believing God for that. It seems they're all carnal. I'm believing God for favor. Well, you know, I'm not saying you can't use your faith for that, but according to the Bible in the book of Isaiah, that's not what that faith was supposed to be used for. It's in Isaiah 58. I love it. And I know I have the scripture. I always lose this scripture. You know, I study my Bible all the time, and yet this was the hardest scripture for me to learn. And I actually had to memorize it. And I wrote it down so I would quote it correctly. And look at that. It's missing again. Isaiah 58. I am going to find it in the name of the Lord Jesus. The Bible talks about this is the fast that I have chosen. God has a way for us to use our faith. Look at that. I lost it. I can't find it. That is amazing. I'll quote it. Okay. Isaiah 58. God is telling the Jews, this is the fast that I want. I don't want your sacrifices. I want you to live the fasted life. And he quotes, this is the fast that I've chosen, saith the Lord, to loose, to undo the heavy burdens, to loose the, look at that. (laughs) It is to clothe the naked, to give your bread to the hungry, to be a minister to your family. It is to go ahead and to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, that you break every yoke of bondage. These are all spiritual aspects, but they are spiritual aspects as they refer to your relationships with people. The fast that we are living, they're for others. They're not for me to accumulate things. They're for me to set you free. They're for me to get you saved. They're for me to come between you and the oppressor. They're for me to protect you in the realm of the spirit. This is it. It's others. The Christianity that we're supposed to be living is always about others. I can use my faith for me, and that's fine. The just shall live by faith. But I want to use my faith for others. I would like to think after 40 years in the word, after 40 years serving God, that I can elevate my faith now where I can pray healing for others and not just for me, where I can pray deliverance, I can take dominion over demons and I can cast demons out, that I can rebuke depression over people that I meet, that yes, I can help them financially, yes, I can help them to eat, we do that too, but at the end of the day, it's always about using your faith for others and that's where we need to be in America today. 
I'm really disappointed about half the churches still believing God for prosperity for themselves when the other half is living in fear. We have got to help these people recover, get out of that spirit of fear. And the only way we're going to do it is to make sure our personal faith is strong. And the only way our personal faith is going to be strong is if it is first fed the word of God. You wake up to the word of God. You go through your day to the word of God. You go to sleep with the word of God. You know, we feed our bodies three times a day, many of us, some of us too. But if you listen to the nutritionists, they tell you you're supposed to eat six small meals a day to have maximum benefits. Well, six small meals a day. If that's a good guideline to feed our bodies, how about we use that to feed our spirits too? You know, my personal life, I wake up in the morning and I read my Bible in the morning. I love it. it you know, they say breakfast, the most important meal of the day. Breakfast, uh, what is it? Cheerios, the breakfast of champions. No, 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 no. Get up. Read your Bible, sit down at the table, and have breakfast with the champion himself, the Holy Spirit of God revealing Christ to you. Hallelujah. This is our mandate as Christians. This is how our faith will become active. You know, we've tried to fight the devil in the realm of carnality. Remember, I told you Romans 1. Paul says, I serve God with my spirit, not with my flesh. I serve God with my spirit. And we have got to use our faith in the realm of the spirit. Faith is a spirit. Fear is a spirit. You do not fight fear carnally. You fight fear spiritually. And I love it because faith is the most powerful force in the universe. And that's why I read you that before. By faith, people subdued kingdoms. By faith, they stopped the mouth of lions. By faith, I mean, they wrought righteousness. They obtained promises from God. They quenched the violence of fire. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And I love this. Women received their dead raised to life again by faith. I mean, where were these principles? Don't forget, this is the Old Testament. They didn't have the power that we had. They did not have the name of Jesus. They did not have the blood of Jesus. They did not have the word of God. I mean, this is who we are in Christ Jesus. We've got the sword of the spirit. We've got the full armor of God. We are at such an advantage, and yet we can't keep up with our brothers and sisters in the Old Testament. We've got challenges that need us to walk in faith and you will not be able to walk in powerful faith unless it's based on the word of God unless it's undergirded by the word of God why do you think Paul said this to Timothy in uh, 2 Timothy verse 1 chapter 4 when he said I adjure you and he said in the name of God the Father in the sight of God and in the sight of Jesus Christ I adjure you what he's saying is that I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to use heaven as my court and I am going to solemnly hold you to something Timothy in the presence of God and in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ they are my witnesses I'm going to tell you something Timothy and you better do it because I am making this vow before God and before the Lord Jesus Christ. What was it that he wanted Timothy to do? Do you know? He wanted Timothy, you ready? Preach the word. Timothy, this is a solemn oath I'm giving you. This is a solemn charge I'm giving you. This is a solemn anointing that you're getting. You're getting it in the sight of God and inside of Jesus Christ. You must preach the word of God. There's a reason our faith is not working to combat that loud voice of fear in the earth today, and it's because we no longer preach the Word of God. We no longer promote reading our Bibles. You don't even have to bring your Bible to most churches in America. Pastors are going to get up there. They're going to give you a story or a little tale. They're going to tell you about Aunt Clara. I mean, all that's well and good, but in today's 
fight for our nation in today's midst of an apostate church that we're losing people by the thousands to back to the kingdom of Satan. We need a better understanding about what the Bible has to say. It is so important that we read the word of God, that we preach the word of God, that we obey the word of God. Paul says, I don't come with enticing words of men's wisdom, but I come in the demonstration of the spirit of God and power that your faith would not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. You want the power of God? We got to go back to reading our Bibles. You got to go back to preaching. Men of God, get up in the pulpit, preach the Bible. You know, we got seeker friendly churches. We go into a town. We've got this model for economics and we go ahead and we do surveys and we invite people like, like we're selling them land on the lake somewhere. We invite people to come on in, get a free meal. We'll give you a prize. Tell us what would you like to see in church? And then we build our church around what man would like to see or would not like to see in church. And we expect to see the power of God. I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit's been absent from the church because the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. When we don't speak the word of truth, he is not welcome into our churches. We sing the song, Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. And yet by our actions and by everything else that we're doing, he's not welcome in the church. You know, when they say you got to wear a mask in church and we say, okay, and then half the congregation stays home because they understand that masks are filthy, they're disgusting, they're unhealthy, they do not help you. When that happens, the power of God doesn't show up in church because the Holy Spirit of God is not dictating the service. Man is dictating the service. We have bowed down to a spirit of fear again instead of the spirit of faith. That's why it is so important we need to preach the gospel. Preach the gospel. Preach the gospel. There's nothing else to do from the pulpit except preach the gospel. You'll see the power of God come. Look at this. I wrote this down and I love it. I think it is so important and it's so powerful. Listen and know this. The more the word of God is loosed into the earth, the more the words of Satan are bound. Do you understand that? If we would dominate, like Satan, he's dominating every TV show, every sporting event, every political statement, every political meeting, every administrative meeting, every news report, every uh, congressional meeting, every law meeting, every city council meeting. He is dominating that with fearful news about the virus. Now that's taking a back seat because we've got lawlessness rearing its ugly head through defiance to the law by Black Lives Matter and by these other groups that are promoting racism when they don't even know if that event was based on racism. But it's not important. They don't care about racism. They don't care about the black community. They definitely don't care about the black children who are being murdered. They care about destroying America. And the sooner we understand that, the better we will be able to defend our nation. But it's the church's assignment to defend our nation. Church, you don't want it to come. You know, church in Seattle, they got those crazy people up there and they took six blocks over. You don't want Trump to have to bring in the army to fix that because he'll do it. And there will be bloodshed and it'll be ugly. But if we don't do our job, that's what's going to happen. If we keep letting Satan win in the carnal realm because we have failed to mount a defense in the realm of the spirit, this is what we're heading for. We are heading for a civil war that will result in bloodshed and good people will lose their lives because we, the church, have refused to tell them the truth. Why? Because we're scared, maybe knocking down some bucks off the offering, perhaps. 
maybe not having a good count? What, we don't want the persecution? We don't want our name outed? We don't want to be called a hater? Come on, saints of God, this is on us. This is our authority. Remember, I told you, Luke ten nineteen. behold, I give you might, power, dominion. That was Jesus. Church, I give you might. I give you power. I give you dominion over all of the power of the enemy. And there's a promise. If you engage the enemy, if you use the power that I gave you for victory, if you will do that, here's my promise. What's the promise? And nothing shall by any means harm you. Can you see that? God tells us, hey, there's a war. Hey, you're equipped. Hey, I've given you more power than he has. Go do your job. And by the way, you will not get hurt. Nothing by any means shall harm you. I mean, that should take away any fear. But, you know, unfortunately, there's different types of fear. There's the fear of man, which is dominating our lives right now instead of the fear of the Lord. That's what I tell you when I read you early on as we started this lesson. Those that walk in the fear of the Lord, those that have the fear of the Lord, understand all things. I am not at a loss. Do I sound like I don't understand what's happening? I am not confused about what is happening. I know what's happening. I know the spiritual forces that are at odds against one another. I want to give you just this insight here about faith, that faith is your greatest weapon. Your faith will dominate fear. They can't live in the same temple. You, you have got to decide, I'm going to live by faith or I'm going to live by fear. That is the admonition I'm giving you today. We love you. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us for End Time Insights with Ron Geyer. Listen again next Sunday night at 8 on 100.7 The Word, where faith comes by hearing. You can also listen to the podcast of this program by going to kkht.com. If you would like to contact Ron, email him at gospelguy at comcast.net.